0: Incorporating brain-computer interface technology, a funnel, and several bar bearings, I can now urinate, sleep, and play the game simultaneously.
1: I'm not an aggressive person, but I admit it. I like killing things.
0: You guys, the quest to activate this orb is balls.
2: All right, Blade signed up for man night, not bickering old fart night.
0: Sorry I gave you ugly face. I sketched it on a gummy high. just <laughs> ate ten dollars. Another reminder, R.E. colon this morning. Men only shower together if there's more than one shower.
1: Hey, Guildies, this is Kenny. And this is Mark. And you're listening to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild.
0: This is Episode 20,
1: Part 2. Part 2. Still no sign of Ginny. She hasn't called me. Oh, she's fine. She hasn't emailed me. She texted me a little while ago. Did she? Yeah. She said...
0: Way too busy, thanks for filling my spot for me Because I'm Jenny and I'm busy Alright, cool She said it, that's what she says
1: Well then I'm happy, I'm glad she's uh, Mm -hmm. communicating with us She said it once all right. right.
0: What's happening on today's show?
1: Stay tuned to find out So, um What do we have? Are you preparing yourself? (laughs) Is that what you're doing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly what I'm doing
1: (laughs) He's uh, putting on my radio voice
0: Hello, guildies! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to KOTT! That's right. All right, so what's on today's show? Today's show, we are going to have uh, behind the scenes of Season 3, Episode 8, Plus 10 to Bravery, Yes. a fan interview, Yep. and of course, donations and business, business time. Business time, yep. Now our time for Sir Kenny and Lady Jenny to take you behind the scenes of
2: the guild.
1: All right, first up, we have our behind-the-scenes of Episode 8 from Season 3, Plus 10 to Bravery. Hey, guys, it's Kenny, and it's time for behind-the-scenes of Episode 8, Season 3, Plus 10 to Bravery. As you can hear, obviously, Jenny's not around, and since Mark didn't work on the show at this time, um, it's just me so i'm going to try to recall as much as I can again, this is what season three, and i didn't I wasn't there every single day because of work, um, so I did miss a few of these of these scenes, but uh, I was there for the majority of it. Uh, a lot of the beginning of this episode is pretty much just camera talk, and you know that's done all at once. Each character will go through, especially last season for season three, we actually went through, and each character they did all twelve of their cameras. You know, every every time they talked on camera, we did it all at once in one day. So a lot of this was done, you know, really, really early on. And then it spread out throughout the entire season. So uh, there's not really much to talk about that. Um, I did want to bring up one thing with Vork. You know, he's trying to find himself and he's traveling in his uh, Vorkmobile. But uh, he pulls into a person's driveway and this woman comes out. Her name is Marion Michaels. And a really cool tidbit of uh, news, which I found exciting because I'm a huge Star Trek fan. But she's uh, Nichelle Nichols' sister, and if you don't know who Nichelle Nichols is, she plays Lieutenant Ahura on the original Star Trek, uh, and then all the movies, obviously. So it was really cool. And unfortunately, I wasn't there the day they shot this uh, because we shoot on the streets. Uh, they like a smaller, a smaller crew, so uh, they asked me not to to go to that particular shoot. Um, which is cool. I understand it. you know, they wanna get there, get it done and be out of there. Uh, but I just thought it was really cool that uh Nichelle Nichols' sister, who, you know, in her own right she's a she's a Broadway uh star and uh, Marion is. And um some really cool insight into that. I liked her little interaction with the uh, Vork. Uh, he meets some of the strangest people uh, in his little Vorkmobile. Another thing was really cool. Is this was when uh, Tink is out playing basketball. Which, as many of you know, Amy actually does play basketball. She plays it really, really well. And so uh, Felicia knew this, so she wrote this into the the script. That Tink would be a you know fairly decent basketball player. Because we shot at the part at the school, and we shot many many scenes at this school. We've talked about it in previous behind the scenes. Um, this is where we did the drive through where Vork's talking on the drive through uh, with the line of cars behind him. This was done. This is where we talk with the boy and the teacher. You know, this is also done at the same school. And uh, we also did. Um, there were several other scenes that were done. A lot was shot at this one school and this this was a really big big scene they had to set this whole thing up there's actually you don't see it but obviously the sun was beating down but they have this huge giant screen that would go up above the cast and uh so we can control the light better but it was a lot of fun it was hot and everyone was dying and this 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 particular shoot was all the way across the other part of the school. So you had to walk from one end to the other because all of our, you know, makeup and, and wardrobe and all that were in uh, the theater, which is all the way on the other side of the school. And, you know, there was school happening while we were shooting this. So you have the kids in the background. We had teachers screaming and yelling at them to, you know, to move on and to to leave us alone, but we were trying to shoot along with school being open. So it made it for an interesting shoot, but um, it was really cool. Tink really, or Amy, really did play basketball. She was making hoops left and right, and uh, I love the whole little dance that her and Codex do. Uh, The other thing which was really cool was the whole uh, Riley and Zabu uh, in the park. And actually that park is the same park that was, the that park, it's not even a park, it's a person's backyard it's a giant backyard down in uh, the valley here uh, in the LA area it's the same backyard that was used for the Game On video so um, you know obviously we shot there months and months before we shot the Game On video but it's just this huge huge backyard and it was the perfect place for them to shoot this uh, you know this nice couple walking through the park or at least not so nice couple when it comes to Riley but uh, we also had uh, a special effects guy. Uh, he was actually, the days I couldn't do behind the scenes stuff, he would actually be there to do the behind the scenes stuff for me. Um, so you'll see his name in the credits also. He rigged up a, a, like an air compressor to uh, blow out paint. Uh, it was actually, I think it was like, because they, they weren't real paintballs, because real paintballs, I guess, you know, they really hurt, you know. Obviously. Michelle Boy is not going to be shooting Sandeep with uh, real paintballs, especially at that distance. They do hurt. So they rigged up like pieces of paper tissue that they would stick inside a tube and then put some paint in it on top of it. And then they would start the air compressor and it would push it out. It looked just like a paintball splattering against uh, somebody. So unfortunately, we only had two white T-shirts for Zabu. This was Jenny's job. Jenny, Jenny uh, made sure that the spots were on the same spot. You know, each time because we did a take, uh, then he we didn't like the way it worked, so we did another take. But unfortunately, if you uh, and I'm sure some of you caught this, but in in the very first shot when he gets shot with the first paint uh, paintball, his very top top uh, button is done. You know, he's done. He's buttoned all the way to the top. And then when he gets shot a second time, it's actually unbuttoned. Uh, but we couldn't go back and redo it because we had already ruined both shirts the both had spots on them in different locations i remember being on set and then deciding what they were going to do you know we were just going to go with it and hopefully people wouldn't realize that his shirt was completely buttoned all the way and then in the next the next scene exactly the next scene his shirt is unbuttoned you know it's little things like that that sometimes you just can't control you know what you do when you when you have a limited budget limited time you just take it You know, it's not a huge glaring thing. And honestly, I don't know if I would have known about it if I didn't actually watch it. You know, if I wasn't there seeing it, I don't know if I would recognize it. Because even when I rewatched the episode to do this uh, behind the scenes, you know, I watched it. And then then I think maybe like a few minutes after, I was like, oh, that's right. And I went rewound it and watched it again. And yeah, from one shot, he's completely buttoned up. The next shot, he has an open collar. But like I said, you don't notice it unless it's brought to your attention. So, um... That's another little tidbit there And um, I guess that's it for the episode This is fairly short, just because Not a lot happened, this was basically talking heads um, You know, it's building up To the big uh, big uh, Land party, and um, that's Going to be a lot of fun, hopefully Jenny will be Back for the next episode, and we will be Discussing episode 9 Of season 3, so uh, That's going to do it for my behind the scenes Of episode 8, season 3 Plus 10 to bravery
2: us here from another loyal bite.
1: It's our fan interview. Hey guys, it's time for another fan interview. Today we have James. He also goes by Tightrope on WatchTheGuild.com, and I know he's in chat quite a bit because I talk to him there also, besides Gmail all the time. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, sir. No problem. And let's go ahead and just why don't you give us just a little bit, uh, give the listeners a little idea of. Who James is? Uh, James is a dude from southeast Michigan
3: in a town that no one knows about called Elginac. Uh That's uh, roughly 45 minutes uh, northeast of Detroit, roughly. And uh, I am a – well, I run a movie theater here around my area in a city called Marine City. And I also uh, am a screenwriter and a director.
1: Very, very cool, and we'll get to more of that stuff at the end of the interview, but uh, why don't you tell us how you found the guild to begin with? Uh,
3: I discovered the guild, uh, actually a friend of mine had let me know roughly, I think it was probably halfway or three quarters of the way through the first season. Uh, I don't play WoW a lot, I actually play different games, but uh, he is definitely a, a big player of WoW, and so um, that's when you know the guild started spreading to a lot of the WoW players, and he had let me know about you know this really great series and uh you know he'd mentioned um you know it was it was how did he explain it it was the red haired chick uh, that was in one of the, the last episodes of buffy because that's what he, he you know he recognized like i've seen her but he couldn't think of her name at the time yeah and of course now you know everyone and their mothers heard of felicia Day, But at the time he was trying to explain him and stuff like that and what was funny was um vincent queso uh blades actually looks like a 20 years younger version of uh, my buddy dan is who introduced me his brother mike i mean they they look ridiculously similar to each <laughs> other they're just separated literally separated by 20 years like we couldn't believe it so nice nice um, that's that's where i had found it he had introduced me to that and he said that you know I just I would like the kind of comedy writing style, and when I was checking it out, um, you know, it it had me at Zebu when you see uh, Sandy sadly like run waddling towards the rest of the cool kids going into cheesy beards uh, to meet with Vork. That was that was definitely what got me hooked, and I've uh, been it. with them ever since.
1: Nice, So, wow, you're a longtime fan, then. That's great. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very, very cool. Now, do you have a favorite character? Let me make you choose one. Uh, I.
3: Uh, I think my favorite character is probably, it's really tough because it, it'll, it'll teeter back and forth. But I think at this point, I'm definitely leaning towards Vork, um, only because there's nothing better than seeing the most incapably unemotional man attempting to be emotional in just the, <laughs> like the best, worst ways possible. Whenever his exclamations of excitement just completely fail, but that's the only way he can express himself, uh, I just, I absolutely love that. I cannot get enough of that whatsoever.
1: Nice. Now, do you see yourself as any of the characters, or maybe a combination of characters? Uh well, I, I think for me, it's, it's a little bit. It, it's probably going to be
3: part of uh, part Vork and probably part Zabu. I mean, it's
1: wow, what a it, combo. It,
3: it, it, exactly. Yeah, because I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely on the dorky side of Zabu at times, but uh, I, I can, I'm, I can identify with the way Vork is. Trying to be like the logistical officer of this like wacky crew. Mm-hmm. um and he he's the guy that while everyone else is sort of if you think of it as a ship and everyone else is sort of like bumming around having fun like he's the guy who's you know while well, this poop deck isn't gonna scrub itself <laughs> like he's still he's the guy that's trying to keep the the guild business going forward and from a plot standpoint it's funny because he's kind of the guy that anchors you to the game side of the storyline mm-hmm. whereas we're you know we, we focus on on sid sherman And her life and the way that this game sort of crosses with her life as a Venn diagram, Vork is the guy that I like. For me, anyway, he kind of anchors the game aspects to it because that's – you know, his entire life is viewed through the window of that game. And everything is basically a logistical – life is a logistical exercise to Vork,
1: and I just – I laugh my ass off every time. Nice. I like that analysis. That's really cool. I never thought of it that way, but that makes sense. Absolutely, yeah. It's just that's what he does.
3: Everything he does is this like wacky exercise in inappropriate logistics. Like emotions are emotions are an unfortunate side effect of humanity. <laughs> uh, but Vork is more interested in figuring out how to turn the world into a, a bunch of numbers that he can accurately figure out and get to maximum peak efficiency. Yeah, well, I mean, he really the the game is his life. Absolutely, he's, yeah. I mean, he's he's looking. He could if there were CEOs in in the guild game. He would definitely be – and he's trying to be as it turns out. But he's definitely like the CEO kind of guy, yeah, which is really funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Now, of, uh, let's, let's just go with the first three seasons. Do you have a favorite episode?
3: I think, again, my, my single favorite episode for me, again, because of how much I love Vork, would have to be when, when Vork retook control of the guild. Okay. under the most ridiculously awesome monologue <laughs> of of completely stiff like he was his exclamation that he had the power, and then just my one of my favorite lines of the entire series was yes like a question <laughs> like he couldn't even he couldn't even exclaim his excitement for having regained leadership, he even had to question that like a robot like he didn't know. <laughs> How do I? What is this feeling inside that brings me joy, and I don't know how to exclaim it? I
1: yes, as he holds that medallion.
4: The medallion, yeah, yeah. Great yes. Very,
1: very funny. And now let's talk about a series as a whole. Which season is your favorite?
3: Uh, you know, I think for me, I think season three was my favorite, um, and a lot of that was because uh, they started spreading the writing around and bringing them outside of the game more. Mm-hmm. The game was a really cool way to bring all the characters together, but Sitting in front of all the computers and talking into microphones, with the way that the series is built, uh, production-wise, it it did limit them. And the best stuff always came when they had whatever reason to have to actually meet face to face. So with season one, there was a lot of the talking into the microphone and a lot of that stuff. And they they crossed reluctantly, and that was you know Sid was trying to break out of her shell, but once we got into three, and then once they actually had a, an external um antagonist with the axis of, of anarchy mm-hmm. that's that gave them this really good reason to where okay now these guys have to be together in rooms multiple times
1: yeah yeah
3: uh, and they, and it really started hitting its groove you know two was good and you had you know fernie chang and and you brought in michelle boyd and that stuff and it was starting to break them out but i really think that they hit their stride with three uh and they were finally able to be like okay We've established enough of the world outside of the game, so now we can have them crossing at cheesy beards or having their big climactic battle Mm -hmm. or uh, Mm -hmm. Vork running around in his pedo van being the most most awesomely horrible uh, cheerleader in the history of the world and his... (laughs) journey of self-exploration but seriously i really liked three because that was it was the stride you really got to see mm-hmm. okay now now sid has to exist away from the computer and the game was still always part of her life but now it was like okay now i'm getting into these messes and adventures outside of here mm-hmm. uh and you you really got to have more fun you got to have more interaction with all the actors and it's such a great ensemble that you want to see those guys working together in all their different combinations as much as you can
1: yeah yeah, now see, it's funny because I've been reading things recently where people are actually kind of disappointed that the show seems to be going away from the game and becoming more about their lives outside the game.
3: I can I can understand that, but I think for me anyway, the, the difficulty with the way the game is, and a lot of it is just it's the production budget itself. I mean, you know, no one's handing Felicia five million dollars to recreate that game universe. That's true. Um, and and in order in order for you to really have it be about the game. Eventually, you would have to see the game, uh, and that's not easy to do. I mean, what I loved about the latest episode this week, uh, Hostile Takeover, was that they gave you just that wonderful little slice at the very end. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. hey, guys, look at this. Check it but out. In, exactly, but in order, you know, in order for them to constantly make it about the game they would have to be able to afford, and it's not easy to do that stuff. You'd have to be able to afford to create that universe. Yeah. And sure, I'd I'd love to see these actors in their Avatar costumes all the time, but that that takes a lot of resources. And so I really, really appreciate how Felicia wrote these characters to... The game is what brought them together, but the point of the show is the interactions. It's not yes. It's not about the game, and it's never been about the game. It's it never been. Sound effects and yeah. you always say the sound effects and the wackiness, and they talk about it as a way to relate to each other, but it's never been about the game. And I can understand for the fans that came there because of WoW and stuff like that, because, again, I didn't play WoW, so I didn't have that attachment to it, mm-hmm. Um. I can understand where they want to go back to the game, but I'm sure Felicia would love to do it to where they could go and uh, you know, afford the, the sets and stuff to have their Avatar costumes and do that. But yeah, that takes so many resources that I really, really appreciate how Felicia did the, the, the hard
1: work of bringing them out of their shells and crossing paths because that's what it's all about. I love it. Yeah, awesome. Uh, now, you brought up a good point. I just wanted to find out who's your favorite access of Anarchy character.
3: Um... My, I think my favorite and axis of anarchy character was probably uh, was Mike Rose. Okay, Mike Rose as both as both actor and character. Now I mean I'm a Star Trek dork. I'm an absolute Trekkie. Uh-huh. So of course I I pay my homage to the altar of Will Wheaton. So I mean, <laughs> I, you know I, I put the I put the thing of incense on there, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm I'm respectful to that. But for me, no, it's it's definitely Mike Rose. And for me, it was because um the way that they set him up as the sort of weak link in the armor was mm-hmm. it was it was excellent he was always this the the guy that had the sharpest tongue and he was being the biggest douchebag mm-hmm. I mean I mean fox was always you know doing his ridiculous quotes but mike rose was always like he was the the dagger with the rapier and dagger and he was always just sitting there digging at you at the very <laughs> end there and so just the way that like you know he was the guy who of all the other characters he was somewhat similar Uh, At least for me, there are similarities between him and Vork. Yeah, he was kind of like the vork of that team, to where he he w- he was trying to do all that kind of stuff, and he was the guy who overcompensated by having to be, as opposed to vork that's trying to make everything about logistics. He was the guy that was always having to get the stab in, mm-hmm. always trying to do that. And at the same time, you know, he's selling those wonderful fabrics. <laughs>
1: that's right. Uh, that's right. And
3: you know, it, it's it's a hard job. You know, it's a hard job to sell those bad boys. <laughs> balance that in game time. You got to give that man credit. He needs, the Valkyrie needs his credit.
1: Nice, nice. Very, very. Cool. All right. Um, I think that's it for my questions. Um, Yeah. So why don't we talk about what you're working on? Because I know you're working on uh, your own web series right now. You're actually writing it, producing it and directing it. Uh yeah yeah it's uh, over here in Michigan it's uh it's a little bit of a different ball game um there there
3: aren't a whole lot of people not everyone has a Canon 7D or a friend <laughs> with a Canon 7D uh-huh. uh and, and that's but that's just that's the nature of out here it's it's a little more Wild West out here everyone's trying to build something um and uh, so there's more interest the tax incentives are bringing out studios which means that there are a lot more actors and a lot more people who think they're actors yeah and uh, you run into that a lot but. Yeah, I'm uh, producing and uh, doing a series right now. We are on our 10th episode. We have three more left and it's called Vampirism Bites. And really all it's about is um, I always sat there and for me, my kind of humor is I like to call it uh, inappropriate reality in fantasy (laughs) situations. Uh, there's nothing funnier than like the 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 sadness and the ridiculousness of real life interfering with like a fantasy scenario. Mm-hmm. So for me it was a matter of, you know, there's a, especially with Twilight there's the huge boom in the, in the female fan base for for the whole vampire mythos. Uh, and I'd been a fan of Joss Whedon's work with Buffy and Angel. I'd always loved that stuff. Well, I always loved the kind of fun and the and the, and the kind of ridiculousness he brought into it. Mm-hmm. I loved I love when James Marsters um uh, would sit there and actually point out that Angel was brooding. When Spike would sit there and be like, "What are you gonna do? Sit there and brood in your jacket all day?" <laughs> like I love the fact that they're aware of how ridiculous some of that stuff looks. Yeah, so Yeah. For me, Vampirism Bites is just a vampire fangirl named Bell, like your typical, uh, and and her name is Annabelle, but she she gets her she calls herself Bell because of the lead character in Twilight. And uh, what happens is she's been wanting to be a vampire her whole life, and she's fantasized and dreamed of it. And she finally had a blind date with a vampire, who tried to explain to her how actually terrible the process of turning is, mm-hmm. and how being a you know, how being a vampire. Hey, look, I've been around for like 500 years. It's it's not it's not sexy anymore. Like it's not a constant 24 seven sexual and romantic fantasy. Mm-hmm. It gets boring. You know that there is no immortal love that you find. Uh, he. he <laughs> he tries to explain to her well she doesn't give a crap like yeah. she's oh I want she wants to be a so she gets turned and she discovers very quickly that the real life the quote unquote real life of a vampire is pretty craptacular yeah no fangs vampire hunters are basically these hobo like men that uh, that work in graveyards and cemeteries um nothing is as she was told in the books like Stephanie Meyer and Anne Rice lied to her <laughs> and it doesn't turn out that way. And so now she's trying to navigate her new life. She uh, she, killed, she horribly killed her best girlfriend's boyfriend right in front of her the first time she came home as a vampire. And so her and her best friend are at odds. But after uh, a vampire hunter named Simon Polidori tried to get them to kill each other, they're sort of stuck together because they, they have no one else to rely on. And so poor bell 's got to navigate this crappy ass world and discovering how you know life life may uh
1: suck, but vampirism bites <laughs> nice nice now how long how long are each episodes
3: uh, The episodes go from about like five to seven minutes, um, okay, really. Uh, I got to give credit to Felicia Day when reading all the behind-the-scenes stuff in her blogs and stuff about why she decided to pull the trigger on the guild really sort of inspired me to say, you know what? I mean, that makes absolute sense. When she had said, look, I can not I can wait forever to try to get stuff, or I can try to make my own stuff while I'm waiting yeah, uh, and, and use that to, to move the ball uh, down the field. And when I read that and I read that kind of stuff, I thought, you know what? That makes absolutely perfect sense. In my situation in Michigan, it was a very simple matter of I can either go to L.A. and be another waiter with a screenplay for a decade. Mm -hmm. Or I can try to make a go of it somewhere in Michigan where it's not, um, you know, everyone goes to L.A., everyone goes to New York. I think that there is a way to build something out here in the Midwest. Uh, Well, technically the Mideast. Um, But then people think this is Arabic, and that's not the case. But (laughs) there's a... There's a real chance to build something here. There's a lot of talent here, and there's a lot of talent here whose only opportunities with those movie incentives are – to be an extra in yeah. the fifth row of some movie with Clint Eastwood, or yeah. you'll get FaceTime for a fifth of a second. Well, but there's still there's still good actors out here. Yeah. So I said, why don't I try to build something out here? And that's where you know that's where the idea started spawning. And I absolutely give complete credit to the guild for having inspired me to try to develop a web series and pull the trigger in. See how it works, you know, see how you put stuff together. There's stuff in there that's rough. There's some coloring issues, sound every once in a while, but I learned, and yeah. that's really what I needed. It was the learning process. I just want to share that learning process with the audience. Awesome. And where can people see this series? Uh, well, the series itself right now is on YouTube. Uh, you can go there, or you can check out our website itself. Which actually, I have backstories and all the characters, so you know exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is www.vampirismbites, all one word, .com.
1: Nice. And then if they go to YouTube, they would just look up Vampirism Bites, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. uh, Vampirism Bites, or the actual channel name is Vampirism Bites Series, but just the title should be enough. Uh and just in case that's V A M P I R I S M because vampirism is not a commonly used word. Yes. Uh and and bites is, is bites. There's nothing tricky there. Yes. But we have ten episodes. We uh I had a a theme song that was done by a guitarist on Norway.
1: Nice. Um
3: I was able to get a guy uh in the UK, uh, Steve Bosworth of Custom Fangs, actually custom made vampire veneers for our lead actress Natalie Baxter.
1: That's awesome.
3: And then my, like, the coolest surprise so far is that in Episode 10, we actually have, uh, for those of you that are big YouTubers, we actually had David Welch and Freddie Wong as special guests in Episode 10. Um, they actually played two vampire hunting scientists for us in that episode, and that was really cool of them to do.
1: Very, very, very cool. Sounds great. I mean, uh, I watched a few episodes and been really enjoying it. I just got to find some time to catch up on it. Um, but I hope everyone checks it out. We'll have all of the details in our show notes. So if you didn't catch it there, we'll definitely – you can check the show notes and we'll have all the information there. And I've also been playing your promos here and there. So, uh, we'll oh, keep- we
3: certainly appreciate it. We'll, Thank you we'll, very much.
1: No problem. We'll keep people abreast of what's going on. Uh, do you have anything else going on? Is there going to be a second season? That's what we're trying to do right now actually.
3: Uh, I'm, we're, we're playing out the first season. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask people to give us straight opinions, to sort of deconstruct and mm. it, tear it down. Nice. Uh, let us know. What do you like? What don't you like? Because that's what I want to learn. I want to learn what the audience likes, what they don't like. People that have more experience in filmmaking and stuff like that, I want them to, you know, you could do this better, look at this, check out this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I really want to show the evolution of uh, for us, our, our evolution of our craft over here because for for L.A., everyone and their mother has a web series, but it's not that case in Michigan, and we want to take that advantage and and bring that sort of fun here because really – that kind of entertainment is really doing well right now because just the pace of everyone's lives, it works better. Um, it's just small bites of entertainment are, are just a lot easier, especially for people, my generation and younger, um, you know, time's only moving faster and they're getting more and more of their media like that. Mm -hmm. We just want to have some fun and we want people to say, Hey, you could do this better. We're going to give people an option of what characters, new characters might appear in the second season. We really just want to build an experience to where, the audience gets to help push the story in little directions, and then you know that's the challenge cool. for me is how do I write what they want to see?
1: Yeah, making it very interactive. People love that, so that's really cool Absolutely. that you're doing that. Very, very cool. Well, I really appreciate you taking time and chatting with me. Uh, I learned a lot. Well, I thought thank it you was fantastic, much. and um, I'm sure I'll see you on the board somewhere. That sounds good to me. I will talk to you soon. And, All right. Uh, everyone –
3: keep following the series man that's really been fun so far um for the guild i'm really liking where the season's going and i'm very interested to see how they cap this off
1: yeah well when we're recording this we only have one more episode so not oh, sure how i know how it's gonna end but you know you don't know yet
3: no i don't know yet and <laughs> i will be extorting you for that information Very, very. Soon.
1: all right well thanks a lot James. i really appreciate it thank you all right bye 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 Thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with me. Yes. <laughs> since uh, Kenny's the man. I am. I'm doing all these interviews solo because Jenny's ignoring my phone calls.
0: You should really look into that. Why
1: would she be ignoring your phone calls? Uh, I um, hope nothing's happening between you two no everything's fine as far as i know i hope so too this is the first time that she really hasn't talked to me or called me or emailed me or change
0: in the wind as it were i don't know i don't know let's hope there's any wind at all in southern california
1: <laughs> that would be nice yes <laughs> all right well it's time for a break
0: let's take a break and let's take a listen to a wonderful new podcast called the watch what is the watch the watch is actually my my podcast yeah this is so uh, yes we're, we're a general geekery podcast <laughs> uh, uh, we, we talk about a lot of nerdy things under the sun comics video games tech even music and we've talked about the guild a couple of times
1: awesome so yes. let's go ahead and take a listen to his promo and others
0: Hello, Internet. I'm Julian. And I'm Mark. And we host the brand spankin' new podcast, The Watch. In this land of audio-only irony, our job is to create a new fan community on multiple levels. We We are are nerds. nerds. That's putting it lightly. However, being nerds
3: doesn't mean we're
0: not geeks. Or dorks, for that matter. But we do enjoy a nice glass of rouge every now and again. What? Because it's the sophisticated thing to do. Agreed. Here at The Watch, we geek out over many aspects of popular culture. Including, but not limited to... Movies. Comics. Television. Animation. Adverbs. Food. Theme parks. Francine the tap-dancing polka. Books. Music. Video games. Resuscitation. My Baby's Gone to Timbuktu. And other K-Tel classics. Call today and receive a free audio podcast. Order now to receive not one, not two, but five... I, uh, actually, just just one. Uh, One high five. That's reasonable. Yeah, you know, let's not get overexcited for this. Join Julian and I as we travel the world in the seven seas, waiting for the weekend. At Bernie's. Find us at thewatch.podbean.com to keep updated on our watchings. See you on the web. But not literally.
2: Belle was a vampire fangirl who read all the books, watched all the movies, loved all the shows, and dreamed one day of becoming one herself. After a blind date with a vampire, she got her wish and quickly learned that while life may suck, vampirism bites. Tightrope presents to you Vampirism Bites Season 1. If you are a fan of the genre and have the audacity to mix some actual fun with your vampire tales again, join us as new Vampire Bell learns that being a vampire is not a 24-7 sexual romantic fantasy. Vampirism Bites Season 1, Wednesdays on YouTube. For details and character backgrounds, visit us at www.vampirismbites.com.
1: Hi, this is Felicia, and I play Codex on the Guild, and you're listening to Knights of the Guild podcast, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild.
2: It's time to thank those noble knights who shared in their loot. Donations are next.
0: Up next, we have our donations. Awesome, awesome people donating to the podcast. Yes. Yes. First, we'd like to thank Trond Rufchong, a.k.a. Snow Dog. Yes, thank you so much. This is his
1: first donation to the podcast. Very welcome. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Next up, we have our seasoned donor. <laughs> A seasoned donor. Rick Moyer. Rick Moyer. This is his 16th. Of uh, many Yes his, Every month he sends something It's always fantastic Yes, thank you, Rick And then we have Mark Borsi Yes, from Australia It's a second donation Any? In like a matter of a week Wow I was shocked And these are like fairly substantial donations <laughs> Paycheck, paycheck, <was>, paycheck Yeah, <laughs> I was like Wow, are you sure Did, are, You know you sent me a donation last week He like, yeah He got like, a direct okay. deposit
0: <laughs> from his paycheck To just go straight to Knights of the Guild <laughs>
1: so thank you guys for those donations thank you so much it does continue to support the podcast you know our equipment uh the url website yes obviously the the swag that Mm -hmm, we definitely buy and give out as prizes and stuff
0: yes you help the contest exist you help you help kenny be able to be free with the contest that is very true yes
1: and but we really appreciate it because you know it, it Doing a podcast isn't cheap, and it's definitely not free. Yes. Besides the t- the time it takes to do it, as you know. Yes. The time it takes to actually <laughs> record it, edit it, get it out there, promote it. It's a full-time job.
0: Very much so. That you're
1: not getting paid for. Yeah. Uh, but you do it just for the love of doing podcasting exactly. for the topic and you know, stuff yeah. like that. But it is nice to get donations to help, you know, pay for, you know, as you you're here in my studio, you see that we have mics and stands. Yeah,
0: I, I hope to someday reach the yes. amazement that is this <laughs> studio
1: Yeah, so, I mean, this is all... Everything you see here is funded by fans, which is... Everything the light Touches is our studio. Everything here, yes. Uh, So, yeah, we really appreciate it. And if you want to make a donation, you can. You can go to our Podbean website... Or our blog spot website. There's a PayPal button there. Yes. You can make any amount of donations. Anything will help. Anything yeah, anything helps. We also if you do make a donation of twenty dollars or more, we actually give you a gift in return as yes. an appreciation gift. And it's an autograph photo of one of the cast members.
0: Which is a wonderful gift to get. Yes. Especially if you're a big fan.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I mean it is you know, people who can't get to conventions and can't it's another means of them getting Exactly. A piece of the, of the guild. Yeah. You know, I know if I was a huge fan and wasn't able to get to conventions, I would love to have autographed Oh, yeah,
0: post. definitely. You know,
1: and I mean, you could write the, the cast member, mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully it gets to them, and it's just a big hassle. Yeah. And, you know, these cast members aren't super rich. Yeah. So it's not like they can just they can't know, just send off send a bunch off, of yeah, photos. Yeah, they can't you know do photos and then pay postage and ship it off. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of like a middleman. Yeah. You know, so if you want a cast member photo, you can you know make a twenty dollar or more donation. And of course, we have almost all cast members now.
0: Oh yeah. You they're filled back up.
1: now actually, I have to say we're a little low. Oh. Well, Michelle Boyd, she goes quick. Oh, yeah. She gives us twenty, and they're gone within like a month, month and a half. I wonder where, what the appeal of <laughs> Michelle Boyd is. <laughs> Another
0: he one that, said sarcastically. Yeah,
1: another one was Felicia. That's why yeah. I, I limited hers because Yeah,
0: hers, hers is a good contest piece. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hers are normally contest or if you make a, a little bit more donation. Yeah. We like to reserve those for those. I also have like three from Sandeep and about four or five from Jeff. And again, those are normally reserved for, you know, a more special donation yeah. to us. Just as a as a thank you. Uh, but we definitely have, we have lots of vents. we have Teddy, we have Teal, we have Robin, Amy still has no headshots, even though I keep asking her and asking her for them. She has no headshots.
0: Uh, she doesn't need them. No. She just shows up and That's gets That's right.
1: stuff. <laughs> oh, it's Tink, run! <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so definitely make a donation uh, to Knights of the Guild, and uh, we really appreciate it. really do. Really, really do. And, uh, yeah, so so I guess. So thanks, everybody, who sent in donations. Thank you so much.
2: Stay connected with Knights of the Guild on the World Wide Web. Here's how it's business time.
1: It's business, business time. Business
0: time. We're going to be playing more from the fans. We are. So let's take a
1: listen to business time.
4: Leave us comments on, on Podbean and and or reviews at iTunes. You can also email us at Knights of the Guild at gmail.com. Boom, 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 boom.
2: Do you want to be a baller? Then do so by following our blog at Knights of the Guild We have a fan page on Facebook and WatchTheGuild.com group. Join both if you know what's good for you. Don't
0: forget to follow Knights of the Guild podcast on Twitter at Knights of Guild to receive instant updates and all things related to the web series of the Guild. Can't get enough of Kenny and Jenny? Then be sure to follow their personal Twitter accounts at GeekyFanboy and Jenny Powell. Knights of the Guild also have a Cafe Press online shop where you can buy Knights of the Guild t-shirts, magnets, magnets buttons, buttons and, and so, so much, much more. more. Go to cafepress.com/kotg.
2: And Knights of the Guild Zazzle online shop where you can buy Knights of the Guild t-shirts, magnets, buttons, buttons and, and so, so much, much more. more can be found at zazzle.com/knights of the guild.
0: If you happen to miss our four-hour anniversary podcast featuring certain cast members and crew members from the Guild, don't forget to visit our Ustream channel, which is http colon slash slash www.ustream.tv slash channel slash knights hyphen of hyphen the hyphen guild.
4: Please to be giving us call and leave message on our Knights of the Guild Google Voice,
1: 818-308-KOTG, that is 5684.
4: Send us your guilty photos so we can post them in a section on our Pot Bean website called Our Listeners. Send us pictures of you sporting some kind of Kotg or guild merchandise,
1: i.e., a Kotg T-shirt, guild T-shirts, cosplay, whatever. Have fun!
0: Thanks again to everybody who sent in from the uh, from the business time contest.
1: We had a lot of fun. Yes, I had twelve entries. Twelve entries. Yeah, twelve entries, and they were all fantastic. And and
0: I must say, from experience, it was a lot of fun. Yes.
1: So yours are funny because you guys don't hear it. All his <laughs> flubs and his apology, yes, apologizing sorry, to Kenny. me, yeah, like, yeah, like it's a big deal. Like, oh man, he screwed up again.
0: <laughs> just imagine you just <laughs> shouting at the top of your screen, just like, oh, we'll do it live, you know, like that
1: <laughs> sort of thing. So, yeah, so those. I think he's the only one that actually gave me like raw material. He gave me his <laughs> whole thing. Everyone else does these nice little bits and pieces.
0: Well, it was like it was like near the end of the contest, and I was just like, I have to record this. <laughs> and so I was just like, I'm going to talk to from him from beginning too. to end. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, so yeah. So we are asking for business time entries. Uh, it's not for a contest yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'm not. To that point where I'm desperate enough to <laughs> bribe you guys oh, with no. uh it's, it's
0: fun enough to do on your own. Yeah. In fact, I may do it again. All right. And 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 I may enter Jenny's crazy <laughs> contest. Too. That's
1: right. Let's talk about Jenny's crazy business time contest. Yes. She's asking for people to do three <laughs> crazy uh I don't know, voices. Vo- I have voices situations. I have no yeah, idea how I people n- are gonna pull it off. I have not a clue. But she's asking for people to read business time, either mm-hmm. one of the comments or yes. all you know, we have a like, ten different things that we say during business time. If
0: I, I think, just personally, if somebody gets through all of them with well, the voice...
1: I would definitely, David automatically win. win yeah, a prize. something. Yeah, yeah.
0: Not the magical unicorn bag. No,
1: but that's the prize for this. It is, it is It's the unicorn code. Yes. It's a pretty black bag the code with a of the pretty, unicorn. pretty, pretty uh, rainbow unicorn on it. And there's ten codes. Yes. that the, You, know, you want to read one of them? As me... to, in, to entice? Yeah, go ahead and read one.
0: Number three of the unicorn code. Unicorns don't talk to strangers.
1: See it's good advice, it's, it's very good advice from
0: practical advice from the unicorn people,
1: yes, yes,
0: from the unicorn oh
1: here's who I like this one. It's number ten unicorns don't do drugs,
0: and neither should Knights of the guild fans that's
1: right, that's right, so see it's great unicorn code,
0: yes, so there are back. eight more pieces of the unicorn code to discover,
1: yes, so if you send an entry in for this crazy, crazy Ginny business time we uh, we will pull one winner and you will win the bag
0: we already have one entry we have one entry so let's get to stepping
1: that's right that's <laughs> right uh so what what do they have to do for Jenny's crazy unicorn if unicorn. i
0: remember correctly well i will never forget this one <laughs> A leprechaun on a mastodon. Yes, and it's also uh, a Russian space station. Yes, a Russian space station. How either? However, you interpret it. The station. Yes,
1: like a HAL kind of (laughs) computer voice.
0: Oh, in a a Russian accent. You just opened it up even more.
1: (laughs) And then the other one was a an elephant eating a dinosaur while skating on molasses, I think. I
0: think that's it, too, but I, I can't I, recall. It's it. some
1: sort of elephant eating dinosaur.
0: It's some sort of amazing idea. On that. top of some sort
1: of gooey stuff. That yes, is. Yeah,
0: you know, not tar. <laughs> no. Dinosaurs not, don't aren't around tar no, at all. No, no of course, of course not. not. It has
1: to be like uh, something sweet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. molasses. I think Let's it's go molasses. with molasses. All right, cool. All right, so I think that's going to do it. I want to thank Mr. Mark Adonica for helping us out and oh, it was my pleasure. coming in for the, you know, absent Jenny wherever she is, wherever and she may be, I'm not sure she's calling swearing. me it's or all right. anything. She- She's, that's, she's really busy. I think it's very, very rude, though. She, it, it, she should call me. Hey. She should let me know she's not going to be here for a podcast. I mean, is the podcast not important to her? Is there other stuff more important to her?
0: I think that's something
1: you may have to discuss with her. Just know <sighs> All right. I'm available, Kenny. <laughs> well, I do appreciate you uh, stepping in. It was it was an amazing time, Kenny. Thank awesome. you so much. Great. And uh, I think that's going to do it. But before we
0: go, always remember, molasses is not as sticky as tar. <laughs>
2: But really? it's just as sweet. I th-
1: Oh, I don't know if that's
2: true. <laughs> Knights of the Guild is in association with Between the Line Studios. You can find other mobile podcasts at BetweenTheLineStudios.com.
4: Howdy, Guild fans. Derek here from the Pixar Podcast. If you're listening to this, that means you probably are a fan of The Guild, the hit web series. And logically, that would also probably mean you like Felicia Day. Which means you probably have also seen her other web series, Joss Whedon's Dr. Horrible Sing-Along Blog. Well, did you know that Joss Whedon was one of the screenwriters for Toy Story? And that Andrew Stanton, director of Wally and Finding Nemo, called his screenplay to the film Buffy the Vampire Slayer one of the best screenplays ever written? Well, that's just one of the many amazing things you'll find out about Pixar when you listen to the Pixar podcast. We do a news episode every week to keep you up to date on all things Pixar. And in addition to that, we also have fun... Special feature episodes where we feature interviews and other fun discussions about Pixar. So if you love Pixar and want to check us out, find us in the iTunes store by searching the Pixar Podcast or go to www.thepixarpodcast.com. Thanks. Hi, I'm
0: Kevin Batchelder.
1: I'm Wendy Hembrock.
0: And I'm Brent Barrett. And we're the hosts of a new podcast called Tuning Into Sci Fi TV,
1: where we discuss sci fi and genre shows currently on television and some from the past.
0: We're fans just like you, so join us in our water cooler and back porch discussions of your favorite shows. And strangely enough, you can find us online at tuningintosifitv.com.
1: Be seeing you.
0: Wait a minute, isn't that what Bester says on Babylon 5?
1: Maybe. I never watched Babylon 5.
0: What? So you're a sci-fi geek who missed one of the best shows ever? Hey, hey, no details, no spoilers. I'm still catching up on DVD myself. Besides, we're not really experts or critics. We kind of think of ourselves more like guides or sci-fi sherpas.
1: I don't carry anyone's luggage, though.
0: Yeah, me either. We're what we like to call the viewer's digest for genre TV.
1: Yes, we're interested in the conversation shows generate.
0: And speaking of sci-fi sherpas, where would you find one of those?
1: Mm, Craigslist?
0: Oh, see what I have to deal with?
2: Knights of the Guild has a Creative Commons attribution non commercial no Directive works 3 United States License.